0: to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips. Getting you... Yes, you. ...in the game. That game. game. Uh, on you. today's show, we're going to be looking at the NFC East. The season is just a week away, even less so what? when it gets underway in Philadelphia. We'll be talking about that, the Aaron Rodgers contract, the Odell Beckham contract, the Jets trading away Teddy Bridgewater, all coming up on today's show. Plus, eagles wide receiver Matt Collins. This is the Gridiron Show. Hello, welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips. Getting you, yes, you in that there game. Uh, just very quickly, uh, thank you to everyone who's downloaded, listened to, and enjoyed our new college podcast, which is coming out on this very same stream as our podcast. What? And thank you to the guys for holding over uh, you guys while we while I was off gallivanting in Japan and then New York. Thank you very much to Sherry and Clancy for keeping podcasts going out on the network. But we're back to talk some NFL because the season is just six days away. Six days. Oh, Oh, you (laughs) disgusting
1: human being. Why are you so gassy?
0: I burped myself. (laughs) I actually somehow just managed to burp myself like a
1: human baby. (laughs) (laughs) You are horrendous. Oh, no, the snorting's coming back. I'm so tired, Ollie. How are you, buddy? Yeah, yeah, great absolutely great went to the new building yesterday oh how was it oh my god
0: i was meant to be going today for an induction and then it got cancelled so i'm here with you
1: instead i mean i wouldn't say there's any there was any sort of induction going on it was just here's the studios that's the view don't take pictures it's amazing. I mean, it, and it is amazing. The canteen looks incredible. We are going to produce some amazing podcasts in there.
0: <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> or we're going to keep coming back to this building and producing podcasts here. Actually, let's Because probably... it's still going to be open for a while and we'll get to do it in the empty where no one's
1: staring at us through windows.
0: Yeah, that's too Thinking, bad. why are they not doing actual work? Why are they doing things that aren't real work? Do you
1: know what? People, when you get into work and you're not... you're not. Your shift hasn't started. People it's, assume that you're working so they'll ask you to do stuff and i'm like well no i I don't start until two o'clock i'm not doing anything i immediately got
0: called into a meeting the moment i walked into the building and ollie's just like what when are you recording a podcast well that's because you haven't been here for about a month yeah it's not been a month it's been a month I, i not only has it not been a month but i did work three days whilst i was back between japan and new york as
1: well so
0: fake news buddy
1: Oh, don't do that. <laughs> That's the worst. I really wanted Any, to upset you. Anyone that does a fake news thing <laughs>
0: I, is... Uh, coming up, we've got Mac Hollins, wide receiver and special team standout from the Philadelphia Eagles when he was over. And we're going to talk about the NFC East for this upcoming season. Uh, we've got loads of news to get to as well. Here's how this next week's going to work. So we've got only three more podcasts, really, before we, get to the, uh, before we get to the new season. And we've still got four divisions to do. And we've got our pre-season, post-season awards show to do, which we do every year. I don't know if anyone's done the maths on that already, but it doesn't work. Doesn't fit. So, on... Monday slash Tuesday, we're going to have a podcast come out which is going to cover the other three divisions we've not touched on yet. The AFC North, the NFC South and the NFC North. Three of the best divisions in football. We're going to have a guest on each division and we're just going to do like an hour around those three divisions. Around the divisions? Around the divisions. And then, on Thursday, our preseason season post-season awards show has a special twist. Okay. Ollie Hunter's not here. What? Why not? Because you're working at the time we need to record it. What? So... Well, why can't we just move it? Ollie? because, Ollie, you're such a big presence, both in this podcast and in my life... Yeah, that that, that, is, that is true. ...that it was just too hard on me to replace you with, with one man. And I know you're thinking, well, normally you have Simon Clancy and Matt Sherry on the show. Oh, no, no. Are they refusing to do NFL stuff now because of the college football podcast? <laughs> I think they might be, I By the way, which is great. All college football, all the time. <laughs> no, instead, I'm replacing you with four men. Uh... Not five guys? No, it's gonna be five guys in total, including me. Five guys. The other four guys being Dan Hansus, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, and Chris Wesling. We're doing our preseason, postseason award show with the entire of the Around the NFL podcast. Fusion. Yes. Well, kind of. Two of them are gonna be in the studio for the first half. Right. Then they have to leave to go and do Nat Coom's radio show and the other two and I don't know which two it's gonna be. I assume Greg's gonna leave us because he's Nat's best bud. They're West Ham friends
1: together. And then AN other <laughs> I mean that's only because Nat forced him to be a West Ham fan.
0: Uh, I mean, Do we all know that. Yeah,
1: kind of. That, I mean, that's one hundred percent what happened. I, I was
0: there, but yeah, he's told me he's been watching the games. He's been paying attention. He's been enjoying being a West Ham fan. I Not mean, many people can say that, but I for some reason, I wonder if he can.
1: Because they arrive on tomorrow, don't they? I believe so. No, they won't go because it's international weekend week next week.
0: No, oh, there you go. Maybe they go to the England game.
1: I mean, no one's going to that. But why? Actually, I support... We're all very high no, on no, no, England no, support, right now. I support England again. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, I forgot that I that I had gone back on the bandwagon. <laughs> You're the most ridiculous... Where's the bandwagon being? music? Uh, I,
0: I don't have all the music downloaded on this computer in the studio recording it. I could download it really quickly or just sit here talking whilst I download it so that by the time I've finished this sentence, so, no, 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 so, I may have... I, so, so, go on, what were so you saying? So, tell me
1: what's... So, next week,
0: what am I going to do... Uh, you're going to do the first show with me, and then on the Friday it'll well, g- be a three-show week. I'll just give you my picks. On the yeah, you, yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, here we go, England! Uh, Brown, <laughs> England, Brown, my <laughs> <laughs> This music was great, wasn't it? It's the second. England.
0: We've really got to start using these again because yeah, yeah. we've got lazy with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so the uh, yeah, and then on the Friday we'll do our. Post Thursday night weekend preview breaking down each of the games. Okay. So okay. you'll be on that and you'll be on the first show of the week. You shouldn't be on our preseason, postseason award show with the Around the NFL podcast. Fine.
1: But I'll I'll, uh, I'll email you mm-hmm. my picks. Yep. And then you can put any of the ludicrous ones, which there will be, to Messrs. Hanses et al.
0: Right. So we move on and start talking about the massive breaking news from Around the NFL, the name of our new best friends podcast. Uh, Aaron Rodgers agrees to a four-year, $134 million extension, receives a record $57.5 million signing bonus, will earn more than $80 million by March, and has over $103 million guaranteed of that amount, making him obviously the highest-paid player in NFL history, but also deservedly the highest-paid player in NFL history. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. when that happens to a Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> or a, or or a, a uh, Matt Stafford. Yeah, oh, hold on. I think Matt Stafford's going to have a good year this year.
1: I think he will as well, but you know what? You know where yeah. it's come from. Uh, Kirk Cousins, perhaps. Does, what does this mean for the Packers, for Rogers, for your boys, Oli Hunter? Uh, firstly, I'd like to say, let the 29th of August forever be known as... Aaron Rodgers day. Why? Because he signed a contract. What about when he won the Super Bowl? Why wouldn't that be Aaron Rodgers day? Because then when he wins another Super Bowl, that will supersede signing contract day. The future of the franchise in the next four or five years day. Um, It's huge. It's absolutely massive. I was beaming from ear to ear all day on Wednesday. There, there were the the rumblings and the rumours that he, there was discontent that he wasn't happy that he could retire he could leave the Packers did not want another Favre situation they didn't they wanted to keep Rodgers at the franchise at the club until he until he does retire and I think he is finally being rewarded for the kind of player that he is actually. And also for kind of I mean, his, of his previous that, contract wasn't bad. It no, no, just... no. But but you know what I mean. When you when you when you couple it with everything else that all the other the players that have gone before that, um, it, the the you know the way the ladder of of pay scales and of quarterbacks getting paid. Obviously, his was going to be the next biggest. But um, it's truly justified rewarded and now he's got to back it up and he's even said in his uh, in in instagram post that he's been backed fully by the organization and now it's his turn to to reward reward they, them if, and the fans what
0: if they don't have a successful year this year and that's got to be for me at least an nfc championship game 100 percent. then is mccarthy gone
1: you uh, again if you don't I think um if you don't get into the playoffs he's gone. Definitely. If you don't then it becomes the wild west a little bit. Yeah. Man it, it it's so hard because McCarthy has been brilliant but not for the last couple of years. But the last couple of years have coincided with a significant amount of time for Rogers not being on the field. So but, yeah and I think that but it shows the roster building, the
0: quality of the team exactly. etc hasn't been there for them to succeed without him. I wonder it, I, well, I think it's interesting that it's so front-loaded, but I think that's got a lot to do with the fact that it's essentially paying him back for the fact he's been underpaid for the last few years. Which um, I like, yeah. Interestingly, he had an interview with ESPN's Rob Domofsky where he talks about the idea of non-traditional contracts, where the contract structure would be tied to future salary cap implications, i.e. if the salary cap goes up, he he is tied to a percentage of the salary cap, not to a straight figure. And if the salary cap goes up... His wage goes up as well. Um, he said he doesn 't think the NFL is is in is ready for those type of contracts there 's language that needs to change for those contracts to become more standard and there isn 't room movement on that area on the franchise side to do contracts that allow players to have more of the leverage that NBA players have. Um, I think that would be a really interesting point for the CBA coming up. I know that 's looking forward mm. a good few years, but whether or not we could see between this contract. Between what we saw happening with the Vikings and with um, with Cousins, is there going to be a move towards trying to get more NBA style contracts in the NFL? And are there going to be moves within the CBA to try and do that? So that's definitely one to, to be keeping an eye on. Green Bay also uh, at the same time traded Brett Hundley to the Seahawks. I think that was no real surprise. Deshaun Kaiser has come in from the Browns and has uh, impressed as much as he can do. I quite like Deshaun Kaiser, actually. I think that he's got a potential, he's, he has potential to be an NFL starter uh he has the tools to do it and in the meantime he could be a a really strong backup somewhere much stronger backup than Brett Hundley just in case Rodgers does go down for a stretch of this season again
1: and I think the key thing is that albeit not performing albeit playing for a struggling team um Deshaun Kaiser does have NFL experience as a starter and should Rodgers go out he's a far better option than Brett Hundley. He's nowhere near as good as obviously as Rodgers, but far better option. And um the Packers are very high on the third stringer. Uh, Tim Boyle I think his name is, who um Oh Boyley. Oh Boyley. Boyle Boyle has really impressed in practice and some of the preseason Timmy games. Timmy Timmy B and I the think Boilster that helped the decision to get rid of Hunley Hunley who Boilermaker yeah, exactly yeah Hunley who The uh, Boiler Room <laughs> that's exactly that's his name <laughs> oh it's uh, Boyce it's, his name's not Boyce <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't know. <laughs> I was... You don't
0: know. That's good to know. I think it's uh, Tim Boyle. I th- I'm pretty sure it's Tim Then again, I can't... Uh, t- actually, thinking about it. We had this conversation while we were just away. There was another guy on, on the trip I've just been on, which was with NBA 2K Games, and uh, it is Tim Boyle. Thank yeah, you. Tim Boyle. Uh, with a guy who was on the uh, uh, NBA tour who's more of an Like me, more of an NFL fan than, than an NBA fan. And um, they wanted to... Some of the guys on the tour wanted to know just how in-depth our, our knowledge were was. And they were like... Like, how many players are on a roster? And I was like, fifty-three. And he's like, could you name like every player in the league? I'm like, absolutely not. Which I they probably could do for the NBA because there's only, you know, 18 oh, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I said, I reckon I could for I could name the starting eleven on offense and defence for most teams in the league. And then we really got in depth on it. And I thought, like, I can't name who the third choice quarterback is at my own team sometimes coming out of the offseason. So yeah. much changes. There's too much to follow. It's why we try and skip over all All of the preseason games, well, that just bring you what you need to know.
1: I don't think anyone could really. I think that's why teams are assigned beat reporters, even ESPN has their insiders who mm-hmm. are fully in depth and know everything about that one uh, you know, that one team also actually the other teams in that division they they tend to know about as well. So it it's it's impossible to know that many. However, Saying that, you could name pretty much the twenty-five. I reckon of every Premier League team. <sighs> Close. So, you know, it's because we're. we're I think most, like Huddersfield, I'd struggle past the first eighteen, definitely. But, but you know what I mean. We're yeah. because it's we've grown up with it, and it is totally in our psyche that you know football is is, is part of our daily life because of our job as well. You know that, they, so I could I could see how some people would know every fifty three and and whatnot. Now Brett Hundley wasn't the only backup quarterback traded this week. The, oh, I love backup quarterback chat. The
0: other one came with quite a bit more fanfare as the Saints traded eight wait a sec a reported third <laughs> yeah. round pick in twenty nineteen for a sixth round pick and Jets quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. The Jets have played this. Oh. Absolutely beautifully, Teddy. They gave him uh, a one million signing bonus. They played him in preseason games. He proved his fitness. They then got themselves a third round pick before they had to pay him the, the th- six million pound roster bonus. A
1: third round six pick, dollars.
0: yeah, a third round pick for Teddy, Br- Teddy, no knees, Bridgewater. Teddy, one knee, Bridgewater. <laughs> He he joins, let's not start with the nicknames again. Um, it, it it just shows, I mean, Sam Darnold, absolutely the locked in week one starter. And you know that Josh McCown, not only is Sam Darnold's hair mentor, but also on the field mentor is the perfect backup for him. They suit their styles uh, more perfectly. And, and what it does is for Bridgewater, it gives him another year to continue to recover from that knee injury. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to be the starter, but it lands him in a bit of franchise where he could. He could be the starter. And it sets up a really fascinating situation for next off-season when he's had a year there, they paid him his $6 million, he's backed up Drew Brees and learnt from him, proved himself, but Drew Brees will be 40 by then. This could be the kind of... I didn't see this as a possible landing spot for Teddy Bridgewater when we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. Mm. This could be the kind of the perfect situation for all involved.
1: I mean, you and I aren't that high on Bridgewater. It was only half a million dollars. Wow. wasn't even a million the jets have played a blind there three a third Quite round a pick. well done buddy kaggers you've nailed it i i feel sorry for not doing a more lavish fanfare earlier <laughs> 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 blah, blah. um i don't know what that bit was yeah i don't know i like the noise you made though yeah well you know uh i'm not that high you're not that high on bridgewater either but it, the risk involved is minimal, isn't it? I mean, he's he's got the potential to be a
0: great system quarterback. I've always thought that about him, uh, but he's not got the motion to get the ball downfield. He's not. I do He doesn't look like a playmaking game changer to me. But he could definitely be a player who makes some some difference for a team and. If you settle him into an offense, say um say Drew Brees goes at the end of this season. Drew, you, R-
1: Drew Brees, goes at, Drew Brees
0: goes at the end of this season. Yeah. And you settle him into an offense with Alvin Kamara, newUser Trail as we did. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Michael Thomas, yeah, all of those Cameron Meredith. Uh, Cameron Meredith who I really like to have a good year this year. All of those players like settled into that uh into that starting lineup. A decent offensive line as they've now grown to have in New Orleans over the past
1: year then you can see him having some success there you could it's also it's a good thing for the for the franchise especially if they want to upgrade their defense upon the next draft because they know that they don't have to go out and spend a high draft pick on a quarterback to replace drew Brees. Mm -hmm. they know that they can roll with teddy for a year see how it goes if it's next year or the year after so they can then start looking at right Offense is there or thereabouts, especially with Cal- Alvin Kamara, who's going to be there. F- you'd imagine for the long term, Mark Ingram also, and those those wide receivers, and they'll bring in a, a, a tight end to to do better than Kobe Flina, which wouldn't be hard. But um, you don't have to worry about quarterback. Let's let's have a go at getting that edge rusher, that middle linebacker, that that stud cornerback and start building the defence in that way. So, yeah, I think it's a really good move.
0: Uh, the uh, Odell Beckham may not have uh, played more than four games last season thanks to his ankle injury. He may not have want to set foot on a field without getting a new contract and he hasn't had to because he has a five-year, $95 million contract. Contract. Uh, he receives the highest ever fully guaranteed amount for a receiver at forty-one million dollars, sixty-five million dollars in total guarantees. The extension averages twenty million over the also averages twenty million over the first three years. Um, when you compare it with Antonio Brown's seventeen million dollar per year average, Mike Evans' fifty-five million in total guarantee, Beckham managed to best both of them, um, and uh, and actually he sits uh, just behind Matt Ryan. Kirk Cousins and uh, only just around the Von Miller Mm.
1: around of non-quarterbacks he is making bank he is making bank but it's a it's very New York-y it's a very New York-y attitude that he's got isn't it kind of I'm going to get exactly what I want for not doing that much. And <laughs> um,
0: What are you saying about the fine people of New York? Well,
1: no, no, they,
0: they Also, what's going on with my voice today? It's the third time it's cracked. It did during the intro. I liked what it. What are you saying
1: about New York? I liked it. Um, but, talk, Bob Willis? but they know, the, they know their, the value of their worth, don't they? New Yorkers. And I, I like what he's done here. But he also knows that he is extremely marketable, as do the Giants. So keeping him on the roster is, especially in a... In, a region like New York, when they've got the dumpster fire that generally is the Jets as their neighbors anyway, having Odell Beckham, this most marketable of assets, wide receiver, the catch, the hair, the the um, kicking of the punting net, all of that stuff—it's all part of him. And he is—he is—he is money. So he's making money, but he is money. So I think it's a great. Contract all round for everybody because the Giants are going to make a whole lot of money from him. They need to retain him as the future of the franchise, along with Saquon Barkley. I I love it. I love it.
0: And when inevitably next year they have to go out and sign themselves uh, a Justin Herbert out of Oregon, a, a Jarrett Stidham out of Auburn, Drew Locke out of Missouri, someone like that, to never Shea Patterson out of Michigan if he declares a year early because essentially Ooh, they realised... Someone's realized, been
1: listening to the Gridiron College <laughs> podcast. <Ooh. laughs>
0: because essentially they forgot that whilst adding so many exciting pieces to your offence, Odo Beckham, Sterling Shepard, uh, Evan Ingram, that that. Brilliant backfield now with Saquon Barkley back there.
1: Honestly, Jonathan, Jonathan Stewart, don't, don't fuck, forget
0: him. Finally getting a left tackle in the building. Yeah. When Eli Manning is your quarterback, you have a ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of our NFC East uh, preview already done. Uh, elsewhere, <laughs> uh, Rob Gronkowski signed a revised contract with the New England Patriots. Um, They're they- the masters at this,
1: aren't they, the Pats? Mm-hmm. Just restructuring, re- redoing things, bending the rules, getting round stuff to 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 fit their cap and I think as much as you you laud um, the play of Belichick and ba- and Brady and how good Rob Gronkowski is the back office people and the way that they redo all of these contracts is uh, is masterful sorry carry on
0: no no you're absolutely right and and this one what they've done is they've added on. million in incentives a potential max power of 13.3 million it's a restructure kind of similar to the the one he received last year providing a 1 million in potential per game bonuses and 3.3 million in very achievable incentives it's things like 70 catches 80 play time over 1085 yards nine or more touchdowns to to add in to those other bonuses so bringing in some decent money for for each of those still has two years remaining on his contract um the, the, he had a base salary of nine million going into eight million going into this year, nine million going into next year. He's not making more than Jimmy Graham, Travis Kelsey, Jordan Reed, with his injury issues and his age. I think this is how old is he? I think you're absolutely right about. Well, <laughs> the problem is he's much older than he than he actually is in terms of his playing. Years yeah, because yeah, of yeah. All the injury sector he's carried, but he is twenty nine. So. Yeah, I just I t- I t- think my feeling about it is this is the perfect way to approach this. Uh, uh, there are a lot of other teams in the league who might have gone, yeah, but it's Rob Gronkowski. Let's throw a four-year extension at him, so he's earning $12 million a year. And then if he gets crocked, we're screwed. The Patriots have managed to make sure he can earn a really good amount of money this year over and above those other tight ends if he achieves some achievable incentives. But if he gets injured, they're not on the hook. I Yeah, and it's,
1: that's, it's a great way of doing it because you want... Uh, th- At the end of last season, there were talks of Rob Gronkowski walking away from football because of the disappointment at the Super Bowl. Um, Him being disillusioned with it, his WWE um, career in the looming, shall we say. You're you're the expert on that. I'm not. Hmm. but I wouldn't say that, but yeah. You're the person that talks about it. I don't. But uh, (laughs) but, um, I think it's a great idea. I really love it. I wonder if there's anything in there for betting companies. Um, I'm not a betting man, but imagine if you could tie your uh, how much you bet on Rob Gronkowski to his incentives, because I reckon he's probably going to hit most of those because there's that much money on the line.
0: Yeah, and I think he'd hit them because he's an unbelievable player. Exactly. He just has to stay healthy. They also signed Shaq Mason to a new five year, $50 million deal. A guy who has really (laughs) forced his way into that lineup, the right guard, and and made himself uh, a stalwart there. Good player, uh, one of the kind of best run blockers and, and. has just gone better and better over the last few years. So totally agree, yeah. Big, big fan of that, and I'd
1: be interested to see how he fits into that offence this year or how those new running backs fit coming in. Oh, my God. The running back situation there is insane, isn't it? It's Again, ridiculous. They've got Sonny Michel. They've got Jeremy Hill. They've got... I think they've still got Mike Gillisley. They've got Rex Burkhead. Um, Ollie
0: knows all of this because we did our cut-downs in our dynasty leagues today, and he went through and was like, oh, God, I've got Rex Burkhead, but there's 17 other good running backs in... Uh, yeah, 100%. They were- <laughs> They've got James White, Rex Burkhead. They've Jeremy got Hill, James White, Bolden, Mike Gillersley, James Devlin, Sony Michelle, Ralph Webb, who's an. Uh, uh, like a, in fact, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven running backs on the roster pre cutdowns Now, a lot of those will obviously go. That's a position that they need to cut down on massively. But the group they end up with is bound to be strong. There. Um, Sorry
1: when you when you say when you said Ralph Webb, <coughs> who's the first person you think of when you say the word Ralph? Ralph from the Muppets Okay I'm Ralph from the Simpsons Okay I love Ralph from the Simpsons Is anyone
0: a Ralph Little I wonder No From two pints of lager Isn't And a there, packet of crisps
1: There's wreck Ralph There is Wreck-It Ralph Ralph Wreck-It Wreck-It Ralph 2 is coming out soon Is it? Oh, mm. There we go uh, Ralph Little Used to play for Windsor and Eton Football Club Oh really? Yeah there you go There you go yeah, There you go <laughs> Marky Lee's done for the season. Hashtag talk Pr- Ralph. Pretty oh, good- no, that's
0: the wrong <laughs> station. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty gutting for uh, for the Jags, but I think they can get over it. Well, uh, that, they brought in Dante Moncrief, who I think was going to supersede him as the number one anyway. I but hate Dante I love Moncrief, Don- he's rubbish. Oh, do you want a little gridiron gridiron wager about Dante bet. Moncrief yeah a yeah,
0: while since we've done a beer bet and you never paid off
1: any of the ones that you owed me as you never, never paid I was about 15 ahead. Uh, that's absolute rubbish <laughs> go back prove <laughs> to it I think we were level and we cancelled each other out so we decided to make it null and void around that let's start off from now I think Dante Moncrief will have a really good season no. what does what costume what I don't know really I don't season. know um I would say he has uh, over 1,000 yards in receiving. I say Dante Moncrief has under 1,000 yards in receiving. I mean, I'm really reaching, but I wanted to make it interesting. Beer bet. Be a uh, bet. I was going to say, like, we do it based
0: on fancy numbers or something like that, but that works. Oh, no, really. no,
1: no, let's do that. Let's base it on fancy numbers, no. yeah?
0: No, that's what? fine. Uh Okay, thousand thousand yards receiving done. Damn we're 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 done. Uh, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, uh, just looking through the other news. There's nothing else we really need to discuss. Um, we are. i kind of feeling like Ollie. Just bear with me on this. We've already nearly hit the half hour mark. I don't want to disrespect the NFC East and the Matt Collins interview is like 20 minutes and quite good. He's not a player that you are necessarily hugely familiar with off that Eagles team, but he was really good fun and. I chatted to him, it was about a month or so ago now, but I really enjoyed it. Should we just have the Matt Collins interview? Let's have that. And just, to, just do more podcasts. Let's just do... You could, we could do two more Divisional Preview podcasts we've, with two each. We've got time. We could do then the awards and then the week on preview. So four podcasts over I mean, the next seven days. To be fair...
1: We probably owe people we owe amount. people
0: a lot of podcasts yeah, I mean no no, you owe it. people a lot of podcasts and then you know we can talk obviously about the really important uh the really important week four preseason action
1: yeah yeah uh, what
0: <laughs> ah, the really important week for four pre- swearing at Jeremy <laughs> really important week four preseason action uh, which you can of course catch on NFL game pass. The ultimate way to watch games, highlights and NFL programs where and when you want. Can you catch up on Hard Knocks on that? You can catch up on hard knocks great, on that. I've been well out of touch with hard knocks. You can also watch your favourite team live each week. Tune into NFL Red Zone to never miss a touchdown. Can't watch it live? Download the highlights direct to your phone or tablet and catch up on the go. There's always great NFL programmes being added to your video library, and the NFL network is streamed 24 7, Get in on the action and check out NFLgamePass.com to start your seven day free trial today.
1: Watching Ru- you the game. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> no sorry watching you yes you <laughs> they're not watching us <laughs> no Ollie. no you watching the game that's <laughs> that's no but that's just watching game pass what what do you want
0: <laughs> let's have a little jingle and then we'll get to the uh, and then we'll get to the back interview
2: Mac Hollins, welcome to the UK. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome so far. Yeah,
0: well, yeah, I mean, it feels awesome so far because you've come in during the best heat wave we've had since 1976. You know, Philadelphia have had championships more recently than we've had weather like this. So, uh, Yeah, that's what I've it's... heard. I've heard
2: this heat is not normal, but it doesn't even seem hot to me. I think it just <laughs> seems great. Uh, how have you found the experience so far? I've really enjoyed it. Getting, you know, a, a new view of somewhere I've never been before. I've seen it on TV, I've seen it in movies, but never got to experience it on my own. So leaving the country and, and check it out is pretty awesome. You, you realize
0: you're now like, I would say for your team, you're kind of the scout crew, but obviously you've got JJ on your team and I don't know if he spoke to you before you came out here, but we were sat opposite him just a couple of weeks ago in, in that very seat and having the same conversation and, he loves banging on about, you know. Whenever when they found out the guys coming out to London, he's like, "Yeah, I've been telling them what they've got to eat, where
2: they've got to go." So you've got a perfect tour guide there. Yeah, that's a he. He comes in, in handy when when you need him. Anything that has to do with over here, Jay's the you know first guy that anybody on the team is asking. It doesn't matter if somebody's lived over there their entire life. We're going to Jay first. Where do we need to go? Where do we need to eat? Like you said, where where do we need to go out? Where do we need to go shopping, Jay? I'm going to get my JJI questions out of the way now and we can move on and talk about other stuff.
0: Yeah. But I, when he came in last year, obviously the middle of the season, right on the on the deadline day, uh, can you just tell us a little bit, obviously the story, the British fans really loved watching him go through and make that Super Bowl run. So can you just talk about the kind of impact he had when he first
2: came in and, and what kind of guy he was in the locker room? I think the biggest thing is when you get somebody new, everybody assumes that, oh, well, he needs the ball, he's going to need this. But Jay okay. came in and was none of those things. You know, he wasn't somebody that's, I need this, I need that. Like, if I don't get 10, 15 carries a game, then I'm at. But we have a backfield that had a bunch of great players in it, and, you know, everybody played a role, and they were all okay with whatever role they played, as long as it helped us win games. So when Jay came in, he accepted whatever role it was that Coach Peterson had for him, and obviously did amazing at it. Do you know what I didn't do at the beginning?
0: I didn't introduce you as... Matt Hollins Super Bowl champion. I apologize for that that's disrespect.
2: Right. That's right. Are you ever going to get bored of hearing that? No, I gave you all a slide because you're not in the U.S. So. <laughs> no, that's like your, that's your one. Your one. Do you demand every time you walk into a room that no. you're greeted in that fashion? Yeah, that? this is Mac Hollins Super Bowl champ. You know, not just a regular guy. <laughs> Do you wear the ring around ever? No, every once in a while I'll, I'll bring it out. You know, a big event or something like that, but it's a little heavy. Yeah. It's a beautiful ring. They're, they're like, oh, yeah. We're seeing them getting kind
0: of more and more, the diamonds more and more. Oh, big, yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, compared to, to 40 years ago, it's it's quite a, quite a difference.
0: I always think it's fascinating. You get the guys when you do like Radio Row around the Super Bowl, the, the kind of Hall of Famers who walk around in their Hall of Fame jackets. And oh, yeah. I wonder to
2: myself, like, do you wear that to the shops? Is right, that something like you just... Always have it on? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Whenever it's a big event, guys will guys tend to bring, bring the good stuff out. What's it like being back in, in
0: Philadelphia? I joked about it, but a, a town that's got some of, if not the most passionate sports fans in the U.S., and finally you were the team to bring that championship
2: home. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's awesome. I'm, I remember joking with all the guys, like, win or lose, Philadelphia is going to get destroyed. So let's just hope we can we win, because that's just the type of fans we have. Like, we're passionate no matter what we are, and I love it. If we're losing and they're booing, that, that's okay with me. They're, they're passionate and they want, they care. You know, I'd rather have a full stadium with people booing than an empty stadium. You know, so... It's Philly's a great place to be. It was only my first year last year, so all the throwing snowballs at Santa and all the bad stuff like I never got. so all I know is that Philly's awesome, and as long as you're winning they're happy and we're happy. so I've really enjoyed my experience so far. You must think this NFL lock is easy, yeah, all you got to do is show up and win a couple games, <laughs> win three or four in a row in the playoffs, and you got a ring on your finger
0: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the
2: parade and the atmosphere around Philadelphia in the days afterwards because we loved watching all of that here. Yeah. Uh so the parade was in a league of its own. I mean it was incredible. Four hours of screaming and chanting and every other type of craziness you can think of. People climbing on top of buildings, light poles. No matter how far you looked, you couldn't see street. It was all people. I I don't think there was a single place open that day. I mean they must have closed the entire city down and it was just all in good fun you know just to see how passionate the fans are and how much they celebrate this moment how long they've been waiting it was great to you know have that culmination of all that i'll tell you now if
0: i don't know if you're a guy who follows soccer but had england done that little bit better at the world cup and gone to the final it, for you it would have been like a ptsd kind of flashback coming here yeah. because i tell you 2 days
2: later the streets would still be lined with people and so yeah, that i was i was hoping for that i was really hoping for <laughs> for england to to Pull through, unfortunately, I didn't. But I was like, Yep, yeah, when do we land? Oh, right after? Oh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be quite a different experience, but it's still awesome to be here. So, when you guys, uh, it's I guess it's different for you
0: guys because you were right in the midst of that run, you're getting into the playoffs, you know, the Super Bowl's on the mind, the old underdog mentality. So, I don't know, when it was announced that you guys were coming to London, did that even
2: kind of was it even a blip on the radar at that point last year? Yeah, I mean, nobody really really was paying attention to next year. We were just so focused on on this year and, you know, the next game and the next game, you know, never looking too far ahead. I mean, we didn't look two, two games ahead, let alone a whole season ahead to, to a game. But then once the season's over, it's like, oh, we're going to London this year. I think that'll be pretty cool. I mean, three-fourths of the team doesn't have passports. I just got a passport two months ago. Like, the majority of the guys have never left the country, never experienced it, especially being – Football players, you know, you never really have the time to go do that type of stuff. In college, you're always in football. High school, you're always training. So it's going to be great for a lot of guys to at least at least come out here. You know, obviously it's not to come hang out and party with your friends and go where Jay's telling us to go. But <laughs> but it's it's nice to at least get out here and hang out. You um you'll see.
0: Uh, you guys have got the the fan forum tonight, and you'll see. British NFL fans, because they, they, you've got to remember these kind of kind of guys and girls that stay up and, and watch games at one in the morning right. three times a week. Yeah. So th- there is a level of dedication right. to being a fan of this sport in this country. Right. And I think you'll see it tonight with the Fan Forum, just yeah. how kind of dedicated the fans are. Right. But that atmosphere is it's going to be uh, at Wembley when you've got 90,000 people there. It's going to be the Super Bowl champions and Jay's return to London. Yep. Against the Jags, who have become our kind of adopted team over the last four right. or five years, I I
2: genuinely don't know if outside of Minnesota last year you're going to have experienced anything like it. Yeah, I mean that's what I've been told, and you know I've had family and stuff that want, wanted to get tickets to the game, and they were like immediately sold out once they you know got on the market. So it just shows how you know awesome the fans are over here. Obviously, to be able to pack out Wembley that quickly is, is pretty cool
0: you played a lot on special teams last year and and it was, I think uh, the stat was it's the second time in three years you guys have been the best special teams in in the NFL. And it's funny for kind of either the more casual fans or those who don't kind of follow the X's and O's, it maybe special teams maybe doesn't get the respect it deserves, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. What makes your kind of
2: unit so good? I mean, that's a credit to Coach uh, Dave Phipp and Matthew Harper. I mean, those guys, you know, they brought guys in that, just fit the mold and are so dedicated to special teams because that's the difference in our team and a lot of other teams is guys don't want to play special teams whereas we have a huge competition in our entire locker room about special teams and who's going to be the junkyard dog is what we call them, the you know our best special teamer of the year so you got to have that mindset and we've had it for the last obviously two out of the last three years but we have it every year and if you really look into it, the, the difference in field position and you know, putting points on the board is a lot based on special teams and punting and punt returns and how many yards you can make back up. So we just put a big emphasis on it. Come, you know, we meet with special teams before we even meet with the team. So it's, a, it's just something that we dedicate to. How important is it for you guys when I guess a lot of the questions around
0: the Eagles this year will be on the offensive side of the ball, not just you know, Carson coming back in off the injury, but losing both your coordinator and the quarterbacks coach to other teams. Shouldn't be a surprise when a team is as successful as oh, you yeah. are, those guys are going to get kind of plucked up for, yeah. for big jobs. But how important is it on that special teams that, that Coach Vip has now been there for five years and yeah. is carrying
2: on next year? Oh, it's, it's huge that we can just continue to maintain and even elevate our game, especially. It just makes it so much easier for everybody else. And like you said, we're, we're losing some coaches, we're losing some players, but if we can consistently be good on special teams... The offense doesn't have to worry about going you know, 90 yards, 80 yards every single drive. When we have a big return and they have to go 30 yards. It's, it makes a huge difference and it just you know, gives guys a chance to breathe a little bit. You've done something that so few
0: people in the world will ever get to do in, in winning a Super Bowl and, and having that ring. What are your memories of that, that Sunday self? I mean, I, I'll tell you, I just remember it being really cold and then getting oh, in the yeah. stadium
2: and the Philly fans being loud. Yeah. Those are the two things that really stood out to me from that day. Oh bro. yeah. I mean, it was freezing cold. I remember the only time we ever got, went outside it was like to run on the bus to go to practice <laughs> and that, and that's about it. Cause it was whatever, not negative 16, whatever it was, it was too, it was way too cold. Um, but you just remember it's kind of just the guys, like the the jokes you told it leading up to this. A lot of times you don't even remember the game. Like, I don't remember a lot of plays during the game, but I remember joking around with the guys in the hotel that week and talking to the older guys who have been in the Super Bowl before and hanging out with them. And then at the end of the game, just running on the field and you don't even know what you're doing. You're just kind of just screaming just to scream like you're a schoolgirl or something. Uh, but it's it's just an awesome experience. and. There's guys on the team who had never been to a playoff game, and here I am, my rookie season, winning a Super Bowl. You know, some guys go their whole career and don't win one. So I just feel you know, so amazed that I was lucky enough to get one my first year. Now the rest of my career doesn't have to be, oh, I need to go to this team because they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I need to go here. I can just kind of enjoy the game and play it. Is there? I know you said you don't necessarily remember the plays, but is
0: there anything that that does stand out? Whether it's the strip sack, whether it's the you know uh, Zach Ertz touchdown at the end, whether it's the Philly special oh, where yeah. you just have that real distinct, clear memory of how
2: you reacted in the moment. Yeah, I mean, you you remember them running the exact same play, and you're like, oh, this is about to go for a lot of yards, <laughs> and then he butterfingers it. Tom butterfingers it like. You, could, you couldn't, because that was going for some yardage. And that's, I mean, that's the difference of the game. And then we turn around and go fourth down and run the Philly special. And it's, it just shows you that Coach Peterson, you know, trusts, trusts us. You know, a lot of coaches aren't calling that on fourth down in the Super Bowl, let alone like going to score. You know, it, and it was, a, it's just amazing to know that you have a coach that's, has your back like that. And, and,
0: you know, look, we've got, you guys are playing the Jags when you come over to London. They can attest more than anyone else. Two weeks earlier, they didn't stay aggressive enough. Yeah. They didn't stay bold enough. And it cost them against the Patriots. Yeah. You guys did it and maintained to the end. And, and actually, that was the, the difference. And, you know, now you're sat here with a ring and, and those guys aren't.
2: Exactly. I mean, that's what, it, if you look at any footage, to, to beat the Patriots, you have to, Continue to be aggressive. You look at the Falcons who had a 25-point lead and blew it because they wanted to kind of back down a little bit. The only way you can beat those guys because they're so methodical with everything they do. Uh, You have to continue to be who you are. Don't change up because, oh, I have a lead, I need to do this. Don't overthink it. Just continue to play the game. There's a couple of guys
0: I I want to ask you about before we we finish up. And one of them, uh, Darren Sproles suggested over the last couple of days that this is going to be his last season, that he's going to retire next year. There are very few players who really, it doesn't matter where they're playing, the neutral fan loves them. And I think for as much as we enjoyed Philly winning the Super Bowl, Kind of gutted as a neutral fan that Darren Sproles wasn't able to be yeah. involved. So, what are your memories of him and, and his involvement around the team? And, and you know, a, a genuine legend
2: is, is retired. Oh, yeah, he definitely is. And if you ever come to a practice or a walkthrough, you'd understand why he's the player he is. I mean, everything he does is 100 miles per hour. He's a true professional. And he's just a great guy, too. If I'm, as a young guy, I want to go talk to him about. You know whatever it is he's going to sit there and talk to me and tell me you know little things that you'd never learn until you've been in that position you know i wouldn't if i didn't ask anybody i wouldn't learn until five years down the line but he's there to hey mac try this out or do this to your body on rehab days or whatever it is but we'll see if we can steal him back for a year after this if we can win a super bowl this year maybe we'll come back again we'll get him for a few more he has he has a few more all-purpose yard records to, to beat he'll go top five We're, Let's get him up a little higher. I wouldn't mind seeing you guys in Atlanta next year. Oh, yeah. That's a little, it'll be a little warmer, too. <laughs> uh, and then finally on the
0: quarterback situation, yeah. because it's obviously that's the other big question mark going into this year. I think Nick Foles' approach to this whole situation has, has been amazing to some people because he could quite easily. When you play like that in a Super Bowl, in a playoff run, you probably could walk away and get yourself a nice meaty contract really? somewhere. And, you know, he, he kind of chose to stay in
2: Philadelphia. So... I guess that speaks a lot to you guys and what you are as a team. Yeah, I mean, that's a testament to us, obviously, but more to Nick. That's just the type of guy he is. He's, He's not a guy that's chasing a contract. He's not chasing money. He's just a genuine guy. He wants to be around, you know, he's been in the league a long time. He wants to be around people that he enjoys. And yes, he won a Super Bowl and had an amazing playoff run, but he's not sitting here demanding, oh, this is my team. I need this much money. I need... But that's not how he is. I think our quarterback room is so special because that's the way the guys are. You know, we have quarterbacks that could all start anywhere in the NFL, and they've meshed together so well that it's not a problem at all. There's no type of animosity towards each other or anything like that. So it's it's amazing. And and you speak to that on the other side of things.
0: Carson stands up okay. immediately after Super Bowl. You know, no one would blame him if he felt a little bit salty about Probably. the fact that he is the guy in right. town and he gets injured and you go and win a Super Bowl. Right. But he had nothing but praise for Nick. He had nothing but positive things to say. And from what you've seen of him so far this summer, this off season, going into the year, is he looking good? Is he ready to go?
2: Is he? Oh, he. Lo- I mean, he looks great. Obviously, I'm no doctor, so I don't know. I, I just <laughs> know he can still sling it. So. Uh, Get yeah, you know, some of those nice deep touchdowns. Yeah, so he's he's quite quite the guy. Because I, I was, you know, I've thrown with him a bunch and seeing him at practice OTAs already, I'm like, did this guy have surgery or like what they put? It, they must have put some special stuff in him because he's like big time quarterback. I don't know what he has that's making him bounce back so quick, but he's. I mean, he's an impressive guy. His work ethic, his you know, his just the way he he treats people is is amazing. Congrats to him. He just got married. And I know he's so happy about that and I know he's so ready to come back and whatever the doctors say, I'm sure he'll be he'll be ready to, ready to go whenever he's called on.
0: We joked about this with Carlo with Manuel from the Chargers earlier, but when guys come over from the NFL, one thing that they quite enjoy, particularly former players and stuff like that, is that they can actually go out onto the streets of London and have a sightsee and don't necessarily yeah. get people coming up to them. The odd fan here and there, but right. they don't get mobbed. You know, I mean, in theory, Tom Brady could walk out into the streets and probably get away with going shopping here, whereas oh, yeah. you know, that's not happening anywhere in the States. But there is some concern if Carson Wentz does that, that everyone's going to think he's Prince Harry. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> there's a little bit of that
2: that going on. They that they call him Prince Harry a little in the locker room too. They'll, jo- they'll joke with him, but he I mean he certainly can't go out in Philly. I don't, I, he wouldn't be able to walk anywhere. There's some quarterback, even I guess Tom could go someplace and they wouldn't think it's Tom Brady. I mean there's not too many six six headed guys walking around in Philadelphia, so he can't he can't go too far. But yeah, the Prince Harry uh, he get he gets it all the time. We we'll crack on. him. Amazing, brilliant stuff.
0: Look, really appreciate your time, Mac. Enjoy your time in the UK and oh, thank you. We look forward to seeing you in October. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. A Mac Hollins, wide receiver and special team standout for the Philadelphia Eagles. Ollie Hunter, I really hope that uh, he hasn't done something horrendous and got cut uh, with the cutdowns because the cutdowns are happening later today. Uh, so...
1: um, but, yeah, but you have said, I think, four or five times that he's a, a special team stalwart.
0: Uh, I think I said standout, actually,
1: mate. Oh, um, did you? Well, there we go. Uh,
0: it certainly appeared a lot on special teams last year. That's the main thing. We believe in you, Mac. Uh, I believe in Mac uh, Hollins. The, with Alshon Jeffrey coming back off uh, off PUP, you've then got Marcus Wheaton, Mike Wallace, Matt Hollins, Nelson Aguilar. It's quite a deep little group. Kamar Akins there as well, really. Oh, well, we really need to do the set of C's preview, which we will do at some point in the <laughs> next week or so. Oh, nice tease. Uh, Ollie. Any final thoughts?
1: Um, We've got our live draft tomorrow. Are you going to make it?
0: Yeah, 100%. I'm going to be there for the darts and I'm going to be there for the drafting.
1: Yeah, I've had to take some time off work,
0: but it's fine. Just remind me, uh, have you done your cheat sheet? No. Can I borrow yours? No, absolutely not. I don't want to bring that up because you asked me this already once. And not only that, right? I thought thought with the the, the mic on, you'd feel more benevolent. Absolutely not. Why are you not like this? (laughs) Absolutely not. And look... I had Sam from one of our other leagues the other day come to me and say, Oh, my boss wants some help setting he's got his fantasy draft coming up this weekend. He wants his help set some help setting his draft board. And I'm like, So wait, you want me to help you set your fantasy draft board for your boss so that you earn brownie points? He's like, Yeah, absolutely.
1: What oh, oh, a cheeky beggar. But isn't Sam in a load of our leagues anyway? And he's just doing that to Could be get wrapped could be what a cheeky It'd be
0: like the time that i knew your draft board and told dixon who to draft and
1: not to draft and that's got really angry about older. it <laughs> yeah but that's tr- anyone else who would have been almost okay but it was dixon <laughs> it was literally be, the worst man on the planet
0: to be fair it was only like your kicker i didn't do it for anyone else he did keep trying to get me to he was like he oh, knows that way. we sit down in a room and talk about nfl twice a weeks so he was like he hits me up on dms and he's like does ollie really like jordan reed I'm like, I'm not telling you this information. Stop trying to get it out of me. Was
1: that then, not now?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, a couple of times previously that's yeah. happened.
1: I do like Jordan Reed, actually. I think he'll have a big year. Do you think he, uh, the injury concerns, not a problem? No, I think I think he's past them. I'm hoping he's past them. <laughs> All my eggs in the Jordan Reed
0: basket. Wow, there you go. Uh, right. Keep getting in touch at Gridiron on Twitter. Do you Listen- have any final thoughts? No, I don't. Okay. I really do. Sorry, I keep interrupting you when you keep going into <laughs> these. things <laughs> At Gridiron on Twitter. Do give our college poly, uh, podcast, our college <laughs> podcast, a listen What's going online. On? Next week we are going to do our very damnedest to bring you four podcasts. We're going to have one that previews two of the divisions, one that previews another two, and one that uh, and one that has the NFL around the NFL guys and the week one preview Thursday night review show as well. Ollie, you better get used to spending some time with me over the next week. Yeah, used to it. What a treat. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. This has been The Green Line Show.